Okay, so being as we're looking at uh, different people in the Torah, so so again to talk about specifically this week is let's talk about Amalek. Uh, we have a message to remember Amalek. And besides remembering Amalek, let's first try and understand Amalek because there's something which, if you look at the story, doesn't seem to make sense to us so much. And Bahanachal uh, Amalek wasn't just stupid. He had a, he might have been a Russia, but he wasn't just completely mistaken, like, like I said, uh, suicidal. So you have to understand what he was trying to do. Why? Because we know the story the Torah tells us of Amalek is Klai Yisrael had come out of its time. Klai Yisrael had visibly been helped by miracles. Kriyas Yamsuf was a nice, which no one could deny. The whole world was terrified of. And therefore, even those nations which knew that the Jewish people were on their way to them, in Malchaknan, for example, so in the Moga they're going to be attacked by a force which is super spiritual, supernatural. There's nothing they can do about it. So they were terrified. And with that being the case, Amalek, who weren't necessarily on Israel's sites, they weren't looking to be fight with Amalek. Amalek comes to the Midbar specifically to fight with Israel. For what gain? They weren't going to take. They, didn't want, they weren't trying to take something away from us. They weren't trying to steal money. They weren't trying to steal property. It wasn't like they had something to gain by fighting. They only stood to lose. And if that's the case, why would they go specially to fight against an enemy which seems to be invincible, which is working with a spiritual force that no one can match, nobody can think of how to compete? So Amalek did lose the battle, but well, the question is, what were they thinking? What, would the, what, what possible strategy would they have had in trying to fight with Israel? And we see that, again, this is held against them. Because of this, so Hashem promised that he'll never forget. Because of that, there's a, Hashem has a Muhammad against Amalek forever. So we understand that there was something very wrong that they did. Something unforgivable even. But the question is, what was the reason for it? What was the reason for it? It was like, it sounds to us to be completely suicidal. What, what, what were they hoping to gain? So to understand this, you have to understand a, a principle, which we've discussed once before, but it's an, an underlying principle of understanding where Amalek was coming from and what they were trying to do. We've spoken about this before, that we know every nation has a sire. Every nation has a sire, which means every nation has a way to receive the life or to receive the whatever bracha, whatever force that, that nation needs. It has a sire in Shemayim, which means it has a channel through which it can achieve in this world. We've spoken about this lots of times, Abraham Avinu, when he decided to detach himself from all the other nations of the world and uh, accept HaKadosh uh, Baruch so Abraham Avinu now is not, not one of the 70 nations. And that's okay, so Abraham Avinu does not have a star. And he asks Hashem, he says, I've looked at the stars, and there's no continuation for Abraham Avinu because there's no Mahalach in the Bria for more than 70 nations. Well, those nations are all active, and they're all taking what they're meant to get. Where am I going to get from? And Hashem tells him, same, you don't need a star, you're going to get directly from Hashem. So Avraham Avinu has created a new concept of a way to receive from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
not through a sar, without needing to go derech some kind of a intermediary of one of the forces which Hashem created in the world. Now that works for Avram. Avram gave everything he had to Yitzchak. It works for Yitzchak too. But we know that Yitzchak had two sons, Yaakov and Esau, and they're not going to be part of one nation. The, Rivka was already told before they were born, they're going to be two separate nations. And therefore, if that's the case, only one of them has the ability to continue the bracha of Avram. Which means the bracha that they're going to be this new nation Avram has created, and therefore they're going to receive directly from Hashem. And we know that Yaakov got that bracha. That was given to Yaakov Avinu, and therefore Yaakov and his sons have that schus, that bracha of Avram Avinu. Esav lost it. And if that's the case, what are Esav's options? What are Esav's options? Because he now doesn't have a way where he's going to exist. He doesn't have a way where he's going to exist because the, he isn't one of the 70, sorry, he is one of the 70 nations. And at the same time, the special bracha given to Avram was given to Yaakov and not to him. So what are his options? So let's look beforehand at a previous, a previous personality who had exactly the same problem. What did he do? And the previous person had the problem with Yishmael. Yishmael was also son of Abraham. And Hashem made it clear to Abraham that Yishmael is not getting your, your, uh, your bracha. I'm giving it to Yitzhak, not to Yishmael. So now Yishmael has a problem too. Where is he going to get his sustenance from? Where is he going to get uh, connected from spiritually? Because he also doesn't have a son. So what did Yishmael do? So on the past, Yishmael thought what we have to do is link up with one of the 70 almost. And if that's the case, by being a part of that nation, I can get from them. And therefore Yishmael went back to Mitzrayim. It was where his mother Hogger came from originally. And he married a lady from Mitzrayim too. And somehow Yishmael, so to speak, linked his muzzle to Mitzrayim. And therefore, now he has a Mahalachat to get. Has a to get because now he is, uh, so to speak, con- a part of a chaylik of the nation of Mitzrayim, and derech them you can get a bracha as well. So what were Esav's options? Esav's two options: either Esav could also do the similar thing, try and find some goyish nation which has a sar and has a way to get, and and has a shefa and then intermingle with them and try to get shefa from them, or the alternative is with Yaakov and try to take away the shef that Yaakov has because that's what Yisroch Avinu told him that and that is when Yaakov is, goes down then you can try and take away from him and therefore you have two options you can either get the shef by trying to uh, link up with some other nation and by doing that then you'll have a different mahalach you'll have a different way how to sustain yourself or you can fight with Yaakov. And you can try and take away the chef of Yaakov because when he, by, by being, causing Yaakov to be nichshal, do aver, whatever it is, so they don't deserve anymore the chef that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would give them derech, the fact that they get directly. And if that's the case, Esav can take away from us. So what did Esav do? Well, not. Esav went to Sire. And there was a people called the Mnei Sire they were a country, they were a nation. And Esau intermingled with Sarah. And Esau uh, became, besides for marrying the people of Sarah, but they, they, they encroached on all the people of Sarah and pretty much took over Sarah. 
Sire was somebody else. It was a different country. And uh, it was Eretz, they had their own land. But Esav took over Sire. Until all the Alofim of, uh, we came Alofim of Esav. All the chieftains and all the ministers and all the dignitaries of Sire were So Esav, Esav uh, sorted himself out. He wouldn't get from Abraham, but he might get from Sire. And that's what Chazal said. And the Pazlok, what Yisrael told him, that you'll get Mitala Shemaim, Yom HaShavachah, that's Eretz Sire. That was a way for Esav to find himself a connection, so to speak, to an existing Tsar. And if that's okay, so Esav can take care of himself. But there was one branch of Esav which didn't do that. And that was Amalek. And Amalek decided we're going to go the other route. And the other route is we're going to fight with you. We're going to take on, so to speak, Yaakov. And if that's the case, we're going to try and makabal our shefa from what we take away from Yaakov, what we steal from Yaakov. And if that's the case, just like Yaakov said, that when one goes up, the other one goes down. And the more successful Yaakov is, then the less Asa has, or more specifically Amalek has. And the more that Yaakov goes down, so he married, the more Amalek can take away from him. And therefore, Amalek, instead of deciding to do what Esav did and Yishmael did and find some host Goyish nation which he could, uh, so to speak, uh, connect himself to and derive some kind of Shefa from, Amalek has a different route. And he thinks that the way, the way I'm going to get Shefa is, by, is uh, I'm, I'm going to fight with Klaistra for, so to speak, for what they're getting. That's what I'm going to try to take away from you. And therefore, it was Dafka now when Klaistra was so successful. So to speak, they were at the seat, the zenith of the, where they could be. So that's why Amalek feels the most threatened. They feel the most threatened because if what we're trying to get is from what Klaistral have, and we only get what we can take away from them, so then the, if Klaistral are now super successful, they're, 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 we've just seen tremendous nissim, and the only way to get the Torah, and they're going to become uh, even greater than that, so we feel more and more threatened. And therefore Amalek uh, went to fight not because they wanted to take something from Klaistral, they went to fight because they felt this was their survival on the land. And that is that if we don't fight like Israel, we're going to get destroyed. Because we've, we've, we're relying on the fact that our, our connection to Ruchnius is only coming from what we can take away from Israel. Now, that's why Amalek came to fight. Amalek came to fight because anything they could do to dent and to damage uh, what Israel are getting would be what they would get. And if they don't do that, then maybe the other nations were scared because they're going to be attacked. Amalek was more scared. Because they're going to be destroyed. They're, if Kaisrael if if have everything, and there's nothing left for them. And therefore, because, they just, because, they, because of that, they came to fight. And now, what was the mistake? What was the mistake? Answer is precious. The mistake was, who asked you to take Kaisrael? Who asked you to decide, I'm only going to get my shepherd from, uh, by what I can take away from Kaisrael? You could have done what I said that. You could have gone to Seir, or to some other nation. You could have gone and done what Ishmael did. And you could have found Jeff by being a chalik of someone else. Why did you have to dafka to decide that my mission in life is, whatever, is, is to link what I can achieve only to what I can take away from Klai Yisrael? That was uh, the time of Hashem and Amalek. The time of Hashem and Amalek is you chose to set yourself up as an enemy to Klai Yisrael in a way that you chose to, that you, to base what your kiyum is going to be on what you can steal from them. And now we see this in else since this point on the Gemara. The Gemara says in, in Megillah, if 
If not for the fact that Hashem would have been with us, we would have been destroyed. That's what Klai Yisrael, Klai Yisrael say. If not for Hashem would have been with us at the time when a man stood up against us. And the Gemara says in the Gera, it's talking about Haman. When Haman stood up to destroy the entire Jewish people, if not for the fact that Hashem would have helped us, we would have gotten destroyed. But it calls Haman and Adam. Why talking? How do you know so much in the pasuk? So Chazal say one line: Adam v'lo melech. If you think about it, every other time Klai Yisrael were attacked was by a king. Nebuchadnezzar was a king, and Alexander was a king, and Antiochus was a king, and uh, the Roman emperors, whether it was Vespasian or Titus or Hadrian, they were kings. Haman wasn't a king. Achshverosh was the king. The one who wanted to kill us was Haman. And therefore the Gemara's Madai, Adam, a man, means a Haman, not a king. And that was Haman. And why did it have to be like that? The Gemara says something fantastic, very deep. And he says, why? He says, because if a king was fighting the Jewish people, it would never be a fight till the death. Why? Because a king has a country, which means he has a shefa. He has whatever kayak he has. He has something against the Jewish people. So he's going to fight with us. He's going to persecute us. But it's not an Indian that if, it, if, he doesn't, if he doesn't succeed, then he's going to get destroyed. Because as a king, he has a shepherd from whichever country he's a king of. And therefore, he might persecute the Jewish people, but we don't find a king ever trying to annihilate the Jewish people. We're going to talk about him. We never find a king trying to annihilate the Jewish people. Not uh, Nebuchadnezzar, not Parai, not even the Roman emperors. They wanted to punish us, they wanted to disperse us, they wanted us to lose our allegiance to Tukhayashal and to the Torah. But the idea of the Hashem, the Haragul, the everybody, we don't find by any kings. It was Dafka and Adam. Because Haman was from Amalek, as we know. And here was exactly the same point. Haman didn't need to attack the Jews. Haman was a prime minister in Persia. Haman was extremely wealthy. And if he wanted to, he could have gotten his shepherd derech, the country he was a part of. By being a, a servant of Achashverosh, he could have gotten shepherd derech, the Tsar of Press. Why did you have to go and attack La Yisrael? It's the same as Lake of Amalek. You're choosing to set yourself up as the opposition to Klai Yisrael. As opposed to uh, finding some other route to get Jaffa from. And therefore, Haman decided if he's, if he's opposition to Klai Yisrael, so that, that, that's where the idea came from, to destroy the entire Jewish people. That's the second time we find Amalek with the same idea, the same mistake and the same idea. And that is that they set themselves up as we're only going to take from what we can take away from Klai Yisrael, and therefore Klai Yisrael becomes a mortal enemy to Amalek. Because whatever, you, whatever Klai Yisrael have is what Amalek doesn't get. And everything they get is only what they can take away from us. That sets them apart. Now, when the, the, the Bnei Yisachar says a nice idea, just bolt on this idea also. He says, when the, the Pasuk which Hashem says, as, uh, as his threats on Malik. Ki yad al Malik. What's the Yad al Kaiska? The hand on the, on the chair of Hashem. So the Abnei Zachar explains that all the Sarim we mentioned before, Kiro, they all have a hand to Makabul from their nation from the Kisiyakov. The Kaiska, the chair of Hashem is the Kisiyakov. Each of the Sarim have a, have a, have a, are trying to Makabul for their nation. The seventy sarim from the Kesiyakov. That's the Yad al Kesiyakov. And the sarim have what? Hashem has a reason for going in the world, so Hashem gives us the various sarim. But he says, the Apostle says in, in Hazino, when Akkadish Prophet is going to bring the Gola, that it says, uh, the Apostle's Lashon there is, uh, Hashem will see, ki oz lasiyat, that the hand's gone away. In other words, before Mashiach comes, Hashem will take away the Kayak of the sarim. The, the, the things will be reorganized, how Hashem runs the world. And when there's now, 
there will be those nations that will be uh, which will exist in the time of Mashiach too. They'll have a job to do to serve Christ from whatever way it is. And if that's the case, Azlasiyat. The story won't get directly from Hashem anymore. They'll get Derech Mashiach because they'll only get in, in the way that they're serving the Jewish people is instead of going directly. When that happens, then Amalek gets destroyed. Why? Because had they gone, connected themselves to one of the other Sarim, there would have been a possibility for them to get from whichever Sar would have been uh, the, the source of the Hashba. But regularly they decided we're not going to Derech Sarim. Our only Hashba is going to be taken from Ta Yisrael so then that makes the Milchama Bashem Bamarek. That makes the, that there's no way of a Marek ever getting in the future from Messiah. And therefore that's going to set, set a Marek apart that even though like the Rambam writes in Hilchus Melachim, the other nations will exist when Mashiach comes, a Marek will be completely destroyed. A Marek will be completely destroyed because this was their decision. It was their decision that they setting themselves up as opposition to Klai Yisrael. And by setting themselves up as our opposition, so then the only possibility they could get is what they took away from us. And therefore, when the Mashiach comes and there's nothing for him to take anymore, that's why Amalek is slated for destruction more than anybody else. Because that explains to us two points. There's one more point I want to discuss. First, it explains to us the original Amalek. Why are you coming to fight? What do you, what do you have to gain from fighting? You aren't even being threatened. And the answer is, on exactly the opposite, Amalek's position from the way they put themselves in the situation where they're now the ones who are going to only exist what they can take from Klai Yisrael, so the more successful Klai Yisrael is, the less there is for them to get. The more they feel threatened, which is why they came to fight. That was, that was, their, that was their mistake. And the second time for Haman. Like we said, Haman didn't need to fight. On the contrary, Haman had a very easy way to get Shafa from Paris. He was, he was a, maybe the closest minister to the king. But he chose, Adrava, I'm going to attack, fight with Klai Yisrael because Amorik's decision was, we're going to get by fighting. We're going to get what you take away from Klai Yisrael. And if you want a third, more recent example that was mentioned before, Hitler As opposed to the endless list of anti-Semites, if you want to bring throughout the world and throughout the centuries, have always tried to destroy Klai Yisrael. It was always a hatred because of religion or hatred because of whatever other reasons they hated us for. It was never because they really felt threatened by us. The Tsars of Russia, for example, or the Crusaders, they didn't really think the Jews were a big threat to them. We weren't harming them, we weren't doing anything to them. They hated us for, for religious reasons, for economic reasons, for whatever other reasons we would escape going for. They hated us and they, found, they, were, they, they took it out on us. We're not justifying any of them. But it's not, it's not the same thing as uh, somebody who comes to the position of that if we don't destroy the Jews, we're not going to be successful. That's clearly interfering with us. And that's exactly what Hitler and Machshemoy wrote. And I don't recommend him read his writings, but that's exactly what he said. He said that as long as the Jews exist, the Germans will never be successful. He said, we're, and Batson, he understood the point of Amalek. The point of Amalek is, the only way we're going to be successful is at the expense of Klaistra. And that is, not that we, you, you have other ways to access uh, a sire, or whatever it is, another way to get uh, success. But if you're choosing it, I'm choosing to get my success, Dafka from destroying Klaistra, I'm trying to take away from them. That's something which is, uh, so to speak, the whole, that's the middle of Amalek. That's the hallmark of Amalek. He writes this. Everyone's uh, seeing a translation from an excerpt of Mein Kampf into Hebrew. Where the, one of the Balimus pointed this point out. Hitler uh, Mashiach writes that. He says, there's no logical reason why the Jewish people should have survived so long. 
it must be they have some spiritual force which is, taking, which is looking after them. And if that's the case, we need to take that force away from them. That's exactly the point. Amalek understands that. They have some kayak, some something spiritual, which is, that's, our, that's the promise of Ramavino, what Hashem gave to us. But Amalek always thinks, okay, so let's, we can, let's destroy them, we'll take it away from them. And the last point is also true. In contrary, people think Hitler wasn't a melech. He wasn't even elected as a, as the leader of Germany. On the contrary, he never won an election. He, he, took a, he took power by force, having won a third of the vote. He took power by force, and then he cancelled all future elections. It wasn't the dealing of a melech. He, didn't, he wasn't a melech. He didn't have that, uh, so to speak, rulership which, which Hashem decides who he gives rulership to. Okay, so that's the den of, of a melech. It's always a den of a melech. He, that's exactly the point. And Afalpikan, he decided, oh, what I want to get is a chef of Klai that, that, that's As I said, that's always, it's not like a Marx's Nebuch, he's nothing else to get. He had other options. He definitely tries to, to try and take away from us. That's why Hashem hates him. But that's why there's no future for Amalek, because when Hashem is going to give Klai with everything they're meant to get, so then Amalek, having chosen that to only want to get uh, their, their kill, their life, from what they can steal from us, won't have the opportunity anymore. There is Zara Malik. We don't know exactly who that is, but uh, it seems that they've gotten scattered. And therefore, people we see exhibit the traits of Amalek. We say that's Zara Malik. Does that mean it's the whole country? No, probably not. So then we can see we can see that that, that that's that's the middle of Amalek. So we can see that's Amalek working. But that's the that's the the main point I want to say. One last point. One last point. We said this before, but we'll see it again here. And that is, there's something else in the Bria, which also works the same way as Amalek. And that is, it only gets its, its, its cure from what it takes away from us. But over here it's for a different reason. And that's the Satan. The Satan also, Kaddish Baruch doesn't give anything to the Satan. He doesn't give it life. He doesn't give it anything. But he says, whatever the Satan takes away from us, that's what he can take. And therefore the Satan is also, he's, he's similar to Amalek. He's hard at work trying to steal from Klai Yisrael. He's hard at work trying to be martial Klai Yisrael or to get Klai Yisrael punished or to get Klai Yisrael killed because that's what he survives on too. Except that, and here also, that, that, that's what makes him a bigger Russia. The Gemara says in Sukkah that in the future Hashem is going to kill the Satan. And if you want to know why Hashem is going to kill the Satan, so the Gemara says about the future that it's and then it says Hashem will kill him there will be this tremendous stench of something dead that they will go around the world and Hashem kills the Satan. Why? Because he did a lot bad. What's the Higdil Asos? So the Gemara says that he left Omas Ha'olam and he tried to steal from Klai Yisra. And that's the same point. Bats and the Satan is also in a position where he doesn't get Shefa. Hashem doesn't give anything to the Ra. And therefore the Satan also has to try and find a way to to find himself with some, some kind of chiyos that he's going to get. But he also has options. The goyim of Shefa, they have a sire, they have a way that you can get from them. So go uh, try and steal from them. Try and steal from them. Take away their Shefa. He could do that too. Uh, he's pretty good at it. I mean, he's not knows how to be marshal goyim. So why don't you make that your focus? But it's not, it's not really that. He's the last, so it means that he's Oizev Kol Umasa'ila Rakmi Yisrael, says the Gemara. He doesn't worry about the goyim. He tries to be Marshal Klai Yisrael. That's exactly what Amalek did. 
why 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 are you coming to fight Dafka against Klaisra? Why are you looking to ask Dafka as the way you're going to get your shepherd from? And his, and his punishment is the same punishment as the Malik. The Asid Dov Hashem is going to destroy the Satan. Because when Hashem is going to give back Klai Yisrael everything we meant to get, then you chose to only try to get Jephthah from Klai Yisrael, so you have nothing left to get. You're just like a monarch. You chose to get Dafka for what you can steal from Klai Yisrael, but nothing left for you to get. And if that's the case, just like a monarch is going to be destroyed. The Asid Dov, so we know the Satan goes the same route. The like Gemara says Hashem will destroy the Satan too. Okay, that, that's the two more. That, those are the, the, so to speak, the two points which work together. The same idea. The last point, we have a mitzvah. We have a mitzvah to remember Amalek. To remember Amalek, it's a mitzvah deraisa. And not just to remember Amalek, but the way the Ramah explains the mitzvah is It's not just enough just to remember Amalek, we have to remember to hate Amalek. What's the point of that? What's the good of that? Why, why Dafka we have to remember to hate Amalek? So, there were times when Klai Yisrael had uh, the ability to fight Amalek and we were to try and fight Amalek. It's a separate method to Timchazech Amalek, which means to go and destroy Amalek. When Klai Yisrael had the ability to do that, which wasn't too often, when we had a king, and we know it's Israel, there was the potential of fighting Amalek too. But even now, when we're not fighting Amalek, we still have to remember the, the Ra of Amalek. And that's the Ramam writes that even today, it's a mitzvah deraisa of Zachar, remembering Amalek, remembering to hate Amalek for what he did. Even though today there isn't a practical way for us to destroy Amalek, we, have, we can't forget about it. Why? Why? Why is it so bad? So the answer is, this is the insight. And that is that what we remember about Amalek, and if you remember about Homan too, who's also a, a member of Amalek, is the fact that there's, there's a difference between Let's say Goyim who maybe haven't understood their money yet, or are jealous of Klai Yisrael, or hate Klai Yisrael, that's one thing. There's a difference between them to somebody whose whole point, his whole drive, is Dafka to destroy Klai Yisrael. It's Dafka at the, my existence depends on your destruction. That's, on, that's a different level. And therefore, when the Gemara says, for example, about even the other nations, Edom, you're not meant to hate in Edomi. In the center of Asaph. Yeah, you, you, you can work with them. Adam tries to go to Sarit. It doesn't, he doesn't set himself up as a threat to Klai Yisrael. But when it comes to, when it comes to Amalek, it's a different story. We, then we have to, we, we have to metive them. We have to hate them. We have to remember that always because, again, they chose to set themselves up as, as an enemy whose success depends on Klai Yisrael's destruction. And therefore, as much as you, we, we, it's a principle vast. We're looking forward to the, the time when Klai Yisrael will be successful. When you know, we call them Goyla, when Klai Yisrael will get everything that Kosh Baruch wanted to give them, that's going to bring the destruction of Amalek. That, that's going to bring, there's no other Eitzah. That's going to bring the destruction of Amalek. Because the, if a nation, just like the Sultan, who sets themselves up, that the entire success comes from destroying us, so it works both ways. No matter, we're going to be successful, they're going to be completely destroyed. And therefore it comes out that remembering Purim, celebrating Purim, which is celebrating the downfall of Haman, remembering Hamadek, both of them have within them within them the, so to speak, the whisperings, the, the beginnings of the idea of Mashiach. Because a, 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 overcoming Hamadek is really part of what will happen when Mashiach comes. And that is that those who want to fight with us, Dafka, because they, 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 they feel that they're only going to succeed at our, on our failure and our, our downfall, the coming of Mashiach is what's going to destroy them. 
when we see it started that process Papurim, when we see that something similar to that in the midbar, that like I said already brings us to that connection to the Immersa Mashiach, which will be the eventual death of Amalek.